Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the ABA Law Student Podcast. My name is Ashley Baker. I currently serve as the Law Student Division Delegate of Communications, Publications, and Outreach. I'm a second-year law student at Southern University Law Center. My co-host, Chris, and I will be your hosts of the podcast over the next year. Hey, everybody. My name is Christopher Butler. I'm the SBA president at Detroit Mercy Law up in Detroit, Michigan. I'm a third year, and I am grateful to be your host with Ashley. We have a lot of great programming planned for you. This year, we're aiming to focus toward relevant law student issues like mental health, passing finals, and transitioning into work life. Today's topic is going to be how to be successful in law school. And there is no better person to answer that question than our very own chairwoman of the law student division, Nagin Tadegi Mohabit. Hey, everyone. Hi, Nagin. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. So, Nagin, as we start this interview, we pretty much want to know where are you from? Sure. So I was born and raised in California. I lived in Northern California till I was about 12. And then I moved to Southern California um, and basically went to college in Southern California. But now I'm living kind of in the D.C. area. Is that where you go to law school in D.C.? What school do you go to? Yeah. So I go to school at American University's Washington College of Law um, here in the nation's capital. That's exciting. I would love to be studying law in D.C. Yeah, what an exciting time. Yeah, right now it's an exciting time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so there are a lot of different reasons that uh, people decide to attend law school. What made you decide that you wanted to go to law school? What is it that you're passionate about? For me, I think the main reason why I decided to go to law school was my background as, as a community organizer and social activist like before I went to law school, kind of paved the way for me to decide like where I was going to go to grad school in terms of the school I was going to choose. And I always wanted to be a lawyer ever since I was around, I'd say like 13, maybe even younger. Um, My uncle is a lawyer um, and I got a chance to watch him in court one day and I just fell in love with the idea of going to trial. And that's basically the start of the whole process. Very cool. How did you get involved with the ABA? So I attended annual meeting when it was in New York. Um, I kind of just went to see what it was all about. I was kind of in the area, um, decided to check it out, and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, I didn't really see myself as part of leadership, to be quite honest. Um, I did student government uh, when I was an undergrad, and I kind of thought I was retiring from (laughs) student government days. But um, I decided to throw my hat in the ring, um, kind of like, you know, the, I think the application was due at midnight for chair. Um, and I had gone back and forth about, you know, applying probably for a week leading up to it. And then finally I, at 11:59 PM, I submitted my application and just kind of thought to myself, well, if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, I'm going to dedicate myself to student issues anyway, and, and try and help 
students as much as I can. And if I'm not serving as chair, maybe I do something else. But it didn't really work out that way. It ended up working out <laughs> in my favor. So it was pretty it's cool. Lesson to all law students wow. out there. Wow. You can go up until the deadline, but once you pass the deadline, it's not there. But it's never too late till that deadline hits. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you plan to accomplish during your term as chair? Well, I have a lot of a lot of goals, which I hope to accomplish as many as I can. Um, but if not, we'll definitely pass that down to the next chair that comes along. But one of my main priorities is um, mental health and wellness. Uh, most law students who enter law school don't have a kind of mental health issue like anxiety or depression. But when you graduate law school, the numbers increase significantly. A lot of students walk out of law school after graduation with depression and anxiety. Um, we forget how to take care of ourselves and we forget that sleep is important and we should definitely eat healthy. Um, and, you know, going out to exercise every once in a while is important. Um, so mental health is a huge thing for me, um, something I definitely want to bring awareness to um, throughout my term. Other than that, um, you know, student debt is a huge issue. I want to make sure that we take the issue of public service loan forgiveness and um, issues like student debt just generally um, bring more awareness to that and see how we can organize around those issues. Um, and then lastly, I really want to get law students engaged in ABA Day. Um, it's a huge, huge, huge event that takes place in D.C. kind of in April. Um, and we lobby legislators to keep different services. So public service loan forgiveness is one of them um, to provide legal assistance to low income individuals. And those issues are really connected to student issues, but we don't get enough students to come out to ABA Day. So hopefully we can get that accomplished this year as well. Just as a follow up from your answer earlier, how you're um, really big into social activism, how has that played into your law school career? You know, what are the roles of social activists in law school? That's a really good question. So the study of law is essentially studying the system. Um, and for an activist like myself, I find it really important to learn how the system works um, so that we can improve it, um, both from within and, and the outside as well. So for me, it was really important to take classes like business associations and to take classes that would not normally be considered like the social justice class um, because it's important to know how everything works in order to improve everything holistically. Um, and then also for me, diversity is a huge issue and the legal profession is undoubtedly the most or the least diverse profession. Um, and so for me, it's been really important to kind of assert myself in these spaces and make sure that people know that women of color can do great things as well. Well, Nagin, I imagine that there are a lot of students out there that don't really know exactly what the ABA does. And I was wondering if you could speak to that and talk about, you know, what exactly the ABA does. Do they play any role in activism? And how can students get involved outside of ABA Day? Yeah, so I was definitely one of those students who had no idea what the ABA did. <laughs> I was very unaware. I kind of thought the ABA was just this large regulatory body that creates like model rules of ethics and model rules for everything. Honestly, I really didn't think it had any kind of like, you know, 
personal impact towards every lawyer, but it really does. Um, and I think the beauty of the ABA is that it creates policies that the rest of the legal community end up adopting. So when the ABA talks about, you know, the rights of undocumented students to be able to take the bar exam and not face repercussions, people listen. And I think for students, it's a really important organization to get involved in as a student because there's so much upward mobility in the organization in terms of being able to network your way into different sections. So like myself, I'm interested in becoming a public defender after law school. Um, For me, the next kind of division and section that I'll be involved in is first the young lawyers division, because hopefully I'll pass the bar and become a lawyer and be a young lawyer at that. And then second, the criminal justice section. Um, And there's so many impactful policies that come out of Um, sections, divisions, and forms at the ABA, but also really great direct service that I think sometimes doesn't get as much attention as it deserves. Um, But I really think that the ABA is a great place to get involved in the community and even just on a governance policy level. So you're a very busy woman. (laughs) As chair of the division, um, a social justice activist, a mock trial finalist. Congratulations on that as well. Thank you. How do you balance all of your extracurricular activities with your studies? I don't. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to, and I don't. I do a really poor job of this, and I always, you know, my mom always says you don't take your own advice. It's exactly one of those situations because I'm always like, you know, sleep is very important. Eating healthy is important. And then like I'm the worst because I'll sleep at 2 a.m. and wake up at 6 or 5 or 6 and be like, okay, now I got to like, you know, get to class. Um, But yeah, it's really bad. (laughs) Don't be like me. But (laughs) at one point I was really, really good at this and I would wake up like at a specific time every day. I'd work out. I only ate healthy um, and like meal prep and, you know, do all that great stuff. But I think what I've learned about balance is sometimes you got to cut yourself a break too, because you can't be like perfect all the time. And I think that's a part of balance because I'm very hard on myself. I like to have everything in order all the time. I'm very Virgo like that. Like everything is like written out on a list and I have to accomplish this list before I sleep. But truly there's like, you know, something to be said about things not being perfect and allowing yourself to kind of take a step back and reevaluate where you're, you are. Um, but for me in terms of like being really at the end of the day, priorities really matter to me. So chair of course matters to me. Mock trial obviously matters to me a lot. And then the rest of it is kind of like, I mean, you know, school is very important too. And then the rest of it, all besides <laughs> those three things, you know, everything else kind of falls secondary. And I think this is the only time in my life where that can be the case because after this, like life will start hopefully and, you know, starting a family and having a job and all this stuff. So right now I can be a little selfish and my balance can be reflective in that way. Okay. All right. So we're all past our 1L year. So we've made it over one of the humps. I don't know about you guys, but I remember being extremely stressed out once finals came. uh, How would you, Nagin, give advice to one else to not be as stressed or how to manage their stress during finals? Yeah, so I I got really lucky. I had an amazing mentor, um, 
or femtor, if you will. <laughs> um, and she, <laughs> she really helped me kind of, I guess, prioritize what mattered and what was going to be on the exam. And once she did that for me, I really stopped worrying, I guess. So I think the, the most important thing I would stress is that there is an art to writing a law school final exam. Um, it's not a literary work of art. <laughs> um, it's definitely not a novel, which is something that I had an issue with because I'm very like flowery with my language. But that's really not what I think at least professors are looking for. They're looking for the answer, you know, CREAC or IRAC. These are super important. So they're looking for the answer, like what is the issue? Um, and then, you know, obviously like the rest of the analysis. But I think the key is like sometimes people focus on the framing of what they're trying to write rather than the substance. And I think all law, law school exams are just substance. So as long as you focus on like, spotting as many issues as you can and analyzing them to the best of your ability, you should be fine on an exam. And like, there's no shortcut to like just some good studying, you know, and making your own outline is super important, um, but not like overdoing it. Right. So an outline should not be like 150 pages. And I think that there's this like weird culture in law school where we try to act like the more work we've done, the better we're doing. And I'm not sure exactly how to explain that more eloquently, but I've heard in my own law school, like, oh, my outline is, you know, 75 pages. How long is yours? And yeah. someone else will be like, oh, my outline's 120 pages. Nobody really, you know, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the amount of pages <laughs> that your outline is, is not going to make you get an A or a C in your class. It's, it literally is how many times did you look over past exams? How many times have you practiced if you have multiple choice questions on your exam? Multiple choice questions. Are you utilizing the outlines that Barbary, Themis, and Quimby outlines or Quimby videos? Um, are you taking advantage of like all your resources? Um, and if you are, then, you know, you're doing your best. And I think at the end of the day, the thing that calms me down is knowing that like, you know, I may be stressed out, but as long as I'm doing my best, I can't really be upset at myself. And I can't really be upset at the outcome because I'm really only capable of doing my best. So I know that's probably really intense, but that's just the way I live my life, I guess. But I'm just, you know, if, as long as you're focused um, and that focus will help you later on in your legal career as well. But as long as you're focused and you, you know, take the time out of your however long day to like do the work, you should be fine. That's some great A advice. That's great yeah. advice. Thank you. So we're at the end of our law school careers and that seemed to fly by. And I think, I don't know about you, Ashley, but maybe your first year sort of you blinked and here you are. Um, but do you have any tips for one else or even two else that are looking for internships or beginning to network with legal professionals on how to do that or what to do and what not to do? Yeah, I think for me, what worked was, I mean, I, I guess this is pretty unique to my situation, but I knew what I wanted to do when I entered law school. But I know a lot of students don't. <clears throat> and I think for students who do know what they want to do, I think that it's important for them to, you know, get started early, get a head start in terms of like, you know, if you want to be a prosecutor, intern at a DA's office, intern with the state's attorney's office, um, get your application in early. Uh, those things all make a difference in terms of like getting your foot in the door early. Um, take advantage of networking events. 
oh my gosh, they're so important. Also getting business cards is like so impressive. It's also kind of like a alpha move, you know, when you pull out a business card and the employer's <laughs> like, oh, you're a 1L with a business card. It's definitely super alpha. I really recommend it. And then I think also, you know, for 2Ls and for, for folks who kind of like are not sure about where they want to go, I think for criminal law, it's interesting because in DC, if you, you know, want to be a defense attorney, um, a public defender specifically, they really don't want to see any like prosecutorial experience on your resume. So if you're trying to figure that out, I would err on the side of caution and maybe intern at places that aren't very specific to kind of like one side or the other. But for folks who are kind of like not sure exactly what they want to do generally, um, working for a judge or interning for a judge is always a great idea because you get an understanding of kind of how what they, where their mind is at. You're always going to be dealing with judges, I think, in any kind of field you go into, and at least in my opinion, but maybe not <laughs> for everyone. But um, I think it's kind of like a safe bet in terms of like being able to get what you want out of an internship. I also interned for a judge. I learned so much from her. She's somebody I consider a mentor now or a femtor now. So yeah, I would really recommend that. Um, and I also recommend like not being afraid to just like go for it. You know, sometimes I think we talk ourselves out of things we may be qualified for. And even if you're not wholly qualified for something, just apply. Like nothing's going to come out of it that would be so negative besides like a rejection. More grade A advice from our law student division chairwoman. Well, thank you, Nagin, for agreeing to come on our podcast. It was such a joy having you on. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, it's always a pleasure hanging out with you all via online or in real life. Yeah, definitely co-sign that. So uh, are you going to be popping in again on this podcast or any other podcast? I think for the most part, I'm just going to be helping you all create kind of the amazing show that Law Student Podcast is. And um, maybe I'll make a guest appearance as a host, but we don't know yet. So we'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Law Student Podcast. We would like to invite you to subscribe to the ABA Law Student Podcast on iTunes. You can reach us on Facebook at ABA for Law Students and follow us and all of our student leaders at hashtag ABA for Law Students. Signing off, I'm Ashley Baker. And I'm Christopher Butler. Thank you for listening, and remember this quote by Abraham Lincoln. If you are absolutely determined to make a lawyer of yourself, the thing is more than halfway done. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember... U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always... Consult a lawyer.